break here for Tatsuki. Go, 3 0 plan. Evening fans, this is Two Minutes for Chatting, episode 59. We're back after a, um, a long holiday. Well, I, I was on holiday anyway. Maybe other people were. Maybe they were glad we were on holiday because the way the team's playing now, uh, we really shouldn't be recording to to curse the chances of breaking the winning streak. No, it kind of feels like that sort of scenario we had last year where we, where we recorded live um, the game that was on TV against Milton. Um, that didn't go down well, so... But we're, we're back, so... You know, you don't, don't need to listen to us if you don't want to. And if don't, you think it will, if you think it will jinx, uh, clan losing or winning, and, you, then don't bother. and don't blame us either. We accept no. no responsibility. No. Um, the way I started the episode there, I didn't actually mean to sound like uh, Kevin McCroskey, but it has reminded me that we obviously wish him well after his news about his heart attack. Um, yeah. The, Clan Arena announcer, so that was it's a shame. Hopefully he uh, he recovers. I don't know if there's there's not been any more news about that, has there? No, although I believe he's uh, he's been speaking to people and stuff, so that's that's yeah. good. Um, I will say uh, Craig Anderson filled in uh, on Sunday. Thought he did a thought he did a good job. Good. Maybe um maybe that will be something he'll look to do in the future. Maybe. Then, well, it's not the same, obviously, it's not the same. Nah, nah, it's not. And uh, Jerry on commentary is <laughs> enthusiastic, if if often mistaken with names. <laughs> Put it that way, but uh, he's a good laugh. He's a good guy and all that, so. Anyway, yeah, best, best wishes to him. Um, so, since we've last recorded, uh, we've just been... Even more wins. Uh, that's what eight and eight wins in a row now. Um, top of the league, just absolutely flying, and it's it's great, really. Sailing, like uh, Greta Thunberg to the US. Absolutely on the crest of a icy wave. Um, sailing, sailing towards the, the league, t- the league title. If it, if the league, if the league finished now, then we'd be <laughs> the champions. Let's just put it that way. We'd finish. Uh, haven't played more games than anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't wouldn't quite be fair, but we would take it. Um, Aye. But no, on a, on a slightly more serious note. So since we last recorded. Uh, Oh, and by the way, there are no clan number 59, so I've totally skipped that section. That's uh, Two games against Nottingham, I think we previewed. I don't remember what we said specifically, but I probably said we wouldn't win. Uh, and we've gone and won both, so uh, there we go, great start. I think we'd said, I think we'd said that we'd split, split the two games. Right, so that was... That was kind of off, off the back of the weekend before where we thumped uh, Cardiff 6-1 and, and beat Sheffield 4-3. Oh yeah, so we were being quite optimistic. Well, now, yes. I'll, now I'll just be kind predicting of. that we win every game, but anyway. Um, so 
Saturday 28th of September down in Nottingham um, it was a, a 4-2 win in the end uh, and I think probably one of the the hallmarks so far of this team is that uh, and we'll definitely touch on this basically the whole podcast but um, we're not you might not say we're dominating games but we're finding ways to win yeah, I think that's a, a good summary of, of what's to come. I think, um, I, as I said, there's a, most of these games were being quite heavily outshot, I would say. Um, and uh, we've having, having great goaltending and defensively we've been very good. And uh, and that's really led to has been able to keep the opponents down to low scores and we're taking the the chances that we get. So in that, that particular game, Bierum opened the scoring with a, a short-handed goal. It took a really funny bounce. He basically just shot it in from the halfway line and I think it took a funny bounce, got, oh, through, yeah. got through Kevin Carr. He probably wouldn't want to see that again, but sometimes that happens. Um I remember when I think it was Jamie Fritch a few years ago in Dundee he scored from basically the halfway line just with yeah, a, a, right, a yeah. wobbly a wobbly kind of puck so it does happen if you put the puck on net you never know um, the, the first period ended 1-1 after Brett Perlini equalised a power play goal uh, it was 1-1 again in the, in the second period uh, which meant we went in Two all to the third. Uh, it was Pufal with a goal. Really quite a nice shot actually set up from Craig Moore I think. Uh, and then Betteridge scoring short-handed. We never really want to see his conceding short-handed goals. Um, but it's one of those things. Uh, and then it was tight up until the last five minutes where man of the moment currently Chad Drow Scores after a, a really nice pass. I think it was Laporte. I'm sure it was a nice, uh, a nice pass and a, a really good finish. Took it on a stick and put it five hole. I think I'm thinking. I'm trying to remember back. I've got notes, but I've actually watched it. Yeah, um, and then Matthew Wa with another classic goal of his. Um, Assisted from Rowe and Lidhammer, uh, a power play goal, seals the victory, um, and in the end, really taking our chances, looking at the stats in the game, I think we were quite quite heavily outshot, but um, who cares really? Yeah, I, I, I've got uh, some notes, uh, or some stats from, from the game. Uh, Nottingham outshot us twenty five to nineteen, so it wasn't too bad overall. Um, right. There was a fight between Lupine and Springer uh, at yep. one point during that. But I don't. Well, uh, other than that, I don't think it was a particularly feisty affair. Um, Killing ninety two percent safe percentage as well, so that you know we're kind of starting to see there that. Uh, the defence working a bit, a bit harder, and uh, you know, sort of keep Nottingham down to twenty five shots, uh, 
during the game as well. So, yeah, so a signs there that we were moving in the right direction. Yeah, and I think when you start getting confident from wins, um, you know everybody starts playing that that extra percent better, and it gives Colleen confidence, and then he's really making some some pretty big saves now, and he's managed to to do that in every game. So we'll, we'll probably talk about him a wee bit uh, after after we've discussed the games specifically, uh, all the games probably. Yeah, but. Um, no, so a, a wee bit closer than I'd initially thought shots-wise, but uh, one note that I, I had made in general, but it kind of applies there, is that we're getting a lot, a, a good spread of scoring. Um, that's four different scorers there. I also think Matthew Wah had a, a goal ruled out. It was either in that Saturday game or the one on Sunday. Um, no. So again... Could have been one more, but uh, a really promising way to start the weekend. And I think having the two games down in Nottingham, you're you're sort of thinking, well, there's no travel for the Sunday. Um, and just a wee bit, wee bit more up for it. Um, and that that again proved to be a really close game. This time, a, a three-two shootout victory. Again, it doesn't really matter how they come, but in a way, it's pretty surprising that we're winning any shootout or overtime games. <laughs> yeah, judging by the way it's gone in the past, definitely. Um, Nottingham scored pretty early. Sam Hare with a power play goal. We got a power play goal of our own with uh, Mr. Pitt back on the score sheet. Um, Nottingham then went 2-1 up after the Second period ended, Rob Blackovitz put them in front. Um, and then in the third, we equalised through that man, Matthew Wah, who just seems to have a, a point-scoring machine against Nottingham. I've got no doubt he was a thorn in their side when he played for Sheffield. And he's kind of continuing that. That was a power play goal. Um, and again, we'll come on to the power play, but uh, certainly this weekend... Getting a few in the power play is always nice. Um, and with Matt Becker being out, there's been some pretty good link-up with uh, the changed lines of, I think, Waz playing with Pitt and Lidhammer. Um, so everything working quite well there. Yeah, I think they've been kind of swapping the lines about a wee bit. Um but definitely, I mean, all, all the forwards are sort of working together, and uh, you know, some of the some of the play at times is really good. Um, you know, a, a couple of power play goals there, uh, and I think it was Jordan Haywood that got the uh, the winning penalty shot as well. Uh, so I, again, it's just it's like you were saying, though, it's scoring coming from from all over, not sort of having to rely on Pitt Becker or whatever. Yeah, um, I think was that Becca didn't play in the Sheffield game, did he, the weekend before? So this was the, the sort yeah. of first weekend that he missed. Um, he's not played since. Not really had any any updates about that, but obviously he'll strengthen us when he, when he does come back. It's one of those things with the team going so well, you almost think he'd be embarrassed to take... To ask for his slot back again. I think he was pretty close 
to coming back this weekend, but right. Um, so maybe maybe see him next week. Yeah, they they maybe thought that certainly with the, the Challenge Cup game there was no point in in risking Aye. him, and then maybe just part partly his it might be his input that he's saying you know the team's going well. Uh, give me another week, type thing. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously he's involved with the coaching as well now, and that's that's clearly helping Fitzy. So, um, yeah, some good stuff there. And yeah, Jordan Haywood is 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 quite a a composed penalty shot taker by the looks of it. He's um stepped up for us a couple of times, as have a couple of other guys. Um, and it's quite nice to go in to penalties knowing that you're. Your goaltender's pretty comfortable saving them, and you've got guys who can score them with a number of different moves because we've not really had that. No, true. Um, that's a good point, actually. Uh, definitely this year. Um, again, you're not you're not sort of relying on one or two guys to take penalty shots. You've got a good team there that um, you know can step up uh, when required, and obviously you've got Colleen performing really well just now as well. Um, I'll eat my words there, uh, but it's still obviously it's still early days. But he is, he is playing really, really well just now. So um, long may continue. That's the exact phrase I was about to use there. Long may continue. Long may all continue. Um, so we after pumping Nottingham twice, who out of interest are are really struggling at the moment. They've got their own problems, obviously, but you can only really beat who's in front of you. We then moved back home finally after the long long road stretch and actually just to kind of end that point, I would like to see uh, our record there over the past few years of away games, the number of points we've picked up. Pretty mm. sure a, a couple of years ago um, under Finnerty we started quite well there but I'm not so sure we've had as as good a start as this uh, in all those away games albeit we didn't didn't do so well against Dundee Challenge Cup but uh, that was a, a yeah. good run of away victories and a, a good way to come into that Fife game yeah I, no definitely it would be it would be good to sort of compare previous seasons I don't think off the top of my head Um there's been a better, a better start for us, um, given the, the number of road games, and especially this year as well. The, the kind of road games that we were playing were playing a lot of tough places to go, and uh, you know, two games in Nottingham, been to Cardiff now a couple of times, um, Belfast as well, Sheffield. So a lot of the sort of bigger teams playing away there and, and coming away with wins is. Um, that's just been really good, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I still don't think it helps us having that many away games, to be honest. I'd still like to go <laughs> home and away, but um, it, it does mean that given that we've got this good start, the, the pile-up of home games, hopefully we can we can carry on there and, and it might work to our advantage. But, um, so we went into Fife in the Challenge Cup, uh, knowing that I think Fife knew that maybe a point or certainly a win would, would help them qualify and we were uh, sort of on the ropes I remember the after 
Dundee games we had sort of written off the Challenge Cup um, but I suppose how quickly things can turn around you were at the game so I'll sort of let you describe it but just just the scoring um, Tim Crowder opened the scoring for Fife Pitt equalised 1-1 after the first uh, James Livingston with the only goal of the second period went 5-4-2-1 up going into the third and then Led Tamar and Matu with the winning goal one and a half minutes before the end gives us that three two win and um, as I said you were there it sounded like a good game to to be at a good atmosphere and always good to be um, Fife obviously yeah I mean so our first game back after the the nightmare that was the Dundee game uh, <laughs> fans fans yeah. get really behind the team and. Uh, you know, started really well. Uh, actually, just when you said James Livingston had scored, do you think Fife fans sing that "Come On Livingston" song from uh, was that a view from the terrace? Was... Oh yeah. If you uh, if you don't know it, give it a wee listen. It's uh, <laughs> something special. <laughs> maybe maybe they were. Maybe they were. Or who knows if they're um, they they only have the. Let's go shopping and flyers chant that I know about, so <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't um, be really sure, but well, yeah. I, I mean, apart from the result, um, the the only thing that I can really remember or sort of take away from the game is uh, the nets, the the goals and the pegs. Um, some massive massive delays. Uh, during the game as well, I think there was, uh, was a twenty minute delay at one point. Um, yeah, that that's ridiculous, really. To try and to try and sort the goals. Um, was that was, you know, was that before one of the periods or during? Um, see, well, I think there was there was an issue during one of the periods that lasted quite a while, but there was also an issue. Um, I think it was after the second period. Um, but it was it was the sorry the teams were delayed sort of coming out again. Okay. Um, because of issues with it, so uh, you know it's it's kind of it's been an ongoing theme uh, at the rink, and you know they're just sort of refusing to to fix it. But um, for that game anyway, in, in particular, it was it was pretty bad. Um, but in terms of in terms of the the clan themselves, you know, sort of coming back from behind twice, um, you know, that just shows a good character that the team have. Um, and, you know, even games like that last year, you would you would think, you know, sort of heads go down and uh, they just sort of lacked a wee bit of confidence to try and come back in there, but um, there yeah, seems to yes. be more, more confidence in the team now this year. Certainly, from there was obviously the period last year where it seemed like we were winning every game as well. But um, it feels like there's a wee bit more belief about this team, as you say. I think, um, and and going a goal down, you know that we've got guys that can score, uh, can score, obviously. <laughs> and uh, and at the moment, a goaltender who's keeping as much out of our own net as he can. Yeah, and from the highlights, a couple of really excellent saves. 
I think Crowder's goal was a, a mistake from Springer initially. Um, but the equaliser and and the winner, really good combination from uh, Pitt and Wah and then I really liked the uh, the winner, the way Matthew Wah just sort of stood in front of the defenceman and, and didn't let him get a stick down. Yeah. And I, I he was brilliant in that game actually, Matthew Wah. Um and I think I think Killeen get uh, get man of the match and uh, again, it was probably rightly deserved. Um, Fife only had twenty six shots in the game, though, but but Killeen had a ninety two point three save percentage. So um, that doesn't seem right, does it? But it's, this is taken from the Elite League website, so so it may not be. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the the power play Ledhammer's power play goal. It was actually a really nice move as well. Pass from Earhart to the side of the net. And he just yep. plays it in first time. So some really good some really good stuff in there. Um obviously a couple of mistakes that you'd you'd want to look to cut out, but um in general in general it all sounded really good and obviously that, that sent us through. I think that guaranteed that we, we went through in the Challenge Cup and Almost put Fife out, depending on other results. Um, but yeah, was was the atmosphere really good and stuff? Yeah, atmosphere was great. Um, new drums as well. There was like maybe three or four different people. I think there's like a couple of a couple of young kids. I think um, joining in with the drums as well. So there's like four different people in total that are playing drums. Right, it's good. Do you think that's do you think that's a conscious effort by the club or do you think it's fans just trying to get stuck in? I think it's probably the fans. Um, I, do, I, I do think it uh, adds to the atmosphere maybe, but... Um, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, from that point of view, I thought the crowd were really good and then obviously with the uh, brass going sort of 94 seconds from the end of the game, it was huge celebrations and getting it right up the five fans. Yeah. Which is, which is always good. He's he's the kind of guy that scores big goals like that. Yeah, I yeah, think he's, he's the man to put out in those occasions. And hopefully he can he can carry on doing that, but he he always gives a, a huge celebration and seems right up for, for these sort of games, so I like that. Um you want you want to see these these moments kinda mean a bit and I think it really does to some of these guys, so I like that. Um, so yeah, that that was five. Was there anything else? And actually, just on the atmosphere, I suppose it sort of says something for the atmosphere, given there was huge delays as well in the game. That could yeah. really kill it a wee bit, um, but it didn't seem to. No, I think you know the, the players sort of responded uh, as well, and that obviously keeps the crowd engaged. Um, I just, you know, so I thought overall it was um, not not a feisty game, but it was uh, quite a gritty game. Um, but you know, clan we're getting we're getting stuck in, and obviously that so relays to the fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was win number five in a row, I believe, uh, and that took us on to. 
Sunday where we went down to Manchester back to league action um, and more of the same really this time a, a 4-1 win and again I think the theme of um, maybe not being the, the completely dominant team in the game at times but some really nice goals and uh, and timely goals as well and then if you're only conceding one goal one and two goals a game then it really gives you the chance to, to get the win as long as the guys at the other end are doing the job Yeah definitely clean uh, that game 97.5% safe percentage so, uh, Was that another man of the match? Because I know he went through oh, a I few think games he, yeah. in, a, in a row getting them He faced um, 40 shots in that game Yeah uh, Well that, that, that says a lot you know sometimes Sometimes you just get that. We've had a few times where opposing goaltenders have played well against us, so I guess we're kind of due. We're due a good keeper, so hopefully, hopefully he yeah. can be it. Um, goals in that game from Bierum, Pitt, Laporte, and Ledtamer. Ledtamer getting a a couple of goals as well. Um, I know we said the scoring spread out, but he's actually really started to come on to a game I would say albeit it was an empty net goal but just like the power play won the Fife game um, and then a, a couple as well he's really starting to find form and he's he's looking he's looking good playing with uh, he's playing with Juan Pitt isn't he? Yeah no, I think yeah, right? definitely then, yeah definitely was then um, yeah. so yeah I mean Manchester Pulled one back uh, to make it 2 1 on the 35 minute mark. But um, Laporte, I don't know if you've have you seen the goals from that game? I think so, but yeah. again. Laporte, a really nice wee finish. He was quite close to the near post, but it lifted it up over uh, the best netminder in the league. Uh, Scott Pitt scored that, a typical back post one timer. Bierum was a nice view redirect. Bierum was just Bierum was just unbelievable. Yeah, I'm really glad to have him back. Yeah, he's been after, incredible. Yeah, after the first couple of weeks, we definitely missed him, and it, it showed. Uh, and since he's come back, he's he's been amazing. He's just hit the ground running. Did you hear? Did you hear his interview a few a few weeks ago with Craig Anderson? Don't think so. Um. He was talking about his brother, his brother plays in Denmark. Right. And he was saying he'd, he'd asked his brother to come over because he said it would be good to play with him, but he didn't say yeah. But um, his brother's meant to be a really good player as well, so oh. that that would be pretty cool. Um, but now he's we know, been... We know how brothers work in this league, though. Yeah, true. Sometimes very bad. Almost, almost always very bad, though. <laughs> uh, but not be if he's anything like Razzie then he'd be great. But um no it's been but, it's been brilliant to have him back and uh, he looks like he's he's really enjoying it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um even in that game against Storm he had nine shots, uh and Chad Rowe had eight shots. So I think like those two in particular in that game, um, you know, getting getting involved and getting the shot count up. Uh, I think there's something to be said about just, not, obviously not just 
hitting shots for anywhere, but just you know, occasionally you need to you need to work the goalie a bit. Um, yeah, I, I felt like kind of at the start of the season we weren't really doing that, but um, yeah, recently it's, it's been getting a bit better. Yeah, I think quite often that. Uh, you see some teams that are maybe struggling aren't shooting as much because they're thinking about about missing the target and other consequences. But when you're playing well, shots tend to, to go in and hit, hit sticks and stuff. So I, I totally agree that, that we should we should be taking as many as possible. And we've got the guys that that can score, so um the more the merrier from that point of view. But um Obviously, it was our first visit down to Manchester, and um, they've not been doing so well either. But I mean, it's a, it's almost like a completely different game you play down there. Uh, so I yeah. I think the the uh, given that we've got a few guys that did play in Manchester and a bit of a core that came back from last year, it makes things a wee bit easier when you go to harder rinks like that that are totally totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. to know know what the boards are like and the angles and things like that. Yeah, I think that definitely helps. Um, obviously, Springer played there last year and uh, got himself involved in another fight. Um, Matthew Gang, uh, Gagnon this time. Um, I think Gagnon probably won that one, but uh, from from what I remember, I think he sat pulled. Yeah. Um, Springer's Springer skated off with a top, didn't he? <laughs> Turned the wings against us. Yeah. <laughs> he does Skated actually look a wee bit like that. <laughs> um, especially because he's going a wee bit bald as well. His hair's kind of strange, Springer, actually, but as long as he does a decent job, he can have whatever hair and moustache and whatever he wants. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and even like Colleen. Obviously, didn't play for Manchester, but played there with Milton. So, um, I think for a goaltender, it's especially useful to to have played somewhere like that and know know uh, about the rink and stuff. So, um, a good a good win against Manchester, and obviously the the finity factor. I don't think it's quite as much a thing anymore. But always good to get a win against an ex coach or player, I suppose, and then. The yeah. big Travis Earhart will be have the bragging rights over Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is a a weird start, a weird start to the year. I think he's top of the top of the league for penalty minutes. Is he? Yeah, I think so. He's just he's just been suspended for two games as well. Yeah. For abusive official. <laughs> um, so there we go. Um, as long as as long as we've got the good brother, then all's good. So, um, that was then followed by a double a double home game weekend. Uh, both games against Belfast, the first in the Challenge Cup, and then on the Sunday in the league. Uh, and I have to say again, it was another win. <laughs> this time, another win. <laughs> Another win. <laughs> this time, three two shootout victory. Believe it or not, uh, two goals from from Chad Rowe, and he's he's really sort of starting to settle down. I think um, 
he's shown really what, what a good player he is and what I think we hoped he would be after maybe a slow start, but I think the whole team had a slow start. Yeah, um, I really liked that uh, that line on Sunday um, with Rauh, Laporte and Bierma. Um I thought all three of them were, uh, were immense uh, on Sunday, but you know, obviously on the Saturday, a couple of, a couple of goals for Rauh, um, one of them in the power play as well, um, which is good to see. Uh, I think our power play has been uh, I don't think it's been the best, but it's um, it's good to see that we at, we actually can score on it uh, when required. And you've got you know somebody with um, somebody like Chad Rowe who can who can score goals for you any at any time. So it's good to see him sort of settling in there. Yeah, and the the first goal was actually a, a really minging goal, but it <laughs> does just I think he just a bowfin goal poked a close win below Owen. Um, <laughs> poked tell this one that just sounds <laughs> tremendous but anyway that's what he did um, so he, he is scoring different different types of goals as well second one was a a great pass from Laporte um, those two are, are really linking up well I think as you've said um, really good partnership at the moment um, and then you know Bierum's Shootout goal. We also had, I think, did Pitt also score in that shootout? Certainly, somebody else did as well. Um, so, so no issues there. And obviously, Colleen keeping the door shut in the shootout. I think regarding Belfast's goals, both both in the power play, the equaliser right at the end from Reddox is would have been a bit of a a sickener, I think, in person. Um, that actually made sure they yeah. qualified for for Challenge Cup but um, as we'll probably come on to on the Sunday Ronca and Redux in the points and two two really top players I think Redux is obviously we knew he was a, a good signing when the season started but he's a, a really tremendous player oh, definitely there's, there's no doubt about that um, I think the I think the, the worry for for Belfast though is that um, you've only won four games um, out of 11 I think they've played uh, in the league in, in Challenge Cup they've only scored seven goals in, in four league games um, so you know you, you could you could look at that and say um, you know that's that's probably not good enough um, you've got guys like like Redux and, and Ronka there who who can be a, a, a nuisance, um, but you know, is there is there somebody there that can score goals on a regular basis? Um, you know, it just kind of remains to be seen. I think I'm probably slightly worrying from a, Bel- a Belfast point of view. Yeah, I mean, there was guys from past like uh, Lake and Kieran Long who who have scored in this league, obviously, but I think. When you listen to Adam Keefe's interviews over well, for both games, you know, he says that we played relatively well, but again it is the scoring. Mm-hmm. And you, you touched on their record there. Um they've not actually won an away game at all yet. Um so that's yeah. that's a, a bit of a worry. 
certainly in, in the lack of goals. Um, there's no doubt they've got a ton of talent in that team. Um, and actually defensively, and Owen, I think, is is top of the goaltending charts at the moment. Of course he is, because I predicted them to have a shocker, but, uh, you know, they're not, I don't think defensively they're having serious issues, um, but no. but struggling to, to get enough goals from the number of shots they have. Uh, have you have you got the shot numbers there? I think. Yeah. They must have had a, a fair ton over over that weekend. <laughs> they did. They did indeed. Uh, so on this Saturday, Clan uh, had twenty five shots and Belfast had fifty two. <laughs> um. So clean there with a ninety six point two percent save percentage. So another man of the match for him, I think. Yeah, in that one. So uh, f- face-offs as well is another thing. Um, I don't really want to talk about it because we're <laughs> because we're winning, but it's just uh, only one thirty-seven percent of the face-offs in our D zone. Um, but again, you could probably credit that down to guys like uh, like Redux and, and Ronka, perhaps, or yeah, you know, really sort of quick guys and. Uh, in there they win the puck straight away but um, yeah I mean that so that, that was a, the Saturday on the Sunday Belfast had 42 shots to cleanse 15 yeah I mean so, being limited being limited to um, 15 shots at home is uh, well you could say it's it's interesting but if we're being positive, it's uh, maximising our opportunities. Yeah, no, definitely. But I think uh, it didn't seem like that, though. Mm. Uh, I have to say it didn't seem like that from, uh, from being there on Sunday. Um, yeah. I mean, just, just moving on to yep. to Sunday then. Uh, Belfast got the the lead through Farnham. It was quite a nice goal, but... Um, Laporte equalising and then Captain Fantastic Haywood stepping up uh, and then Tansky with empty net that line I think judging by their, their interview and stuff afterwards they'd been feeling like they were they were road a goal and they got they got two there um, I think if there's a wee combination of of players there who are working pretty well together Tansky with Haywood and Peacock Um how how are they playing and how is Musil and Howlett rotating in that? Are they rotating into that line or are they playing with one of the other lines? Uh, I think they were kind of rotating in and out because I think uh, Musil got on um, for a bit but uh, Howlett was seen a bit more ice time. Uh, obviously Musil's still sort of coming back from, yeah. from injury as well so he's maybe just trying to ease him back in but... Uh, Powell in particular had he had quite a lot of ice time. Um as did Hayward and, and Tansky as well. Um yeah, just looked looked really good, uh, I have to say. We Howlett. Um you know, but but everybody played really well uh, on the Sunday. Coming from behind again. Um you know, three goals in the third period as well. Uh 
did well to, to keep it to, to only one goal um, after the second period I thought Belfast came out all guns blazing did, uh, in the second it, period but it was uh, good good to see from, from the D that uh, you know really had a, had a tough job but um, did really well in the, in the second period Did it feel like a, a real back to the wall game? Or was, uh, it, was it sort of, it felt maybe a bit more end-to-end than that? Uh, just obviously the shot count's pretty skewed. Yeah, I think, in, in particular the second period, I thought it was a wee bit backs against the wall at times. Um, but uh, apart from that, it was pretty end-to-end. Uh, definitely both both teams have got some real quality in them. Um, it definitely showed uh, on Sunday. I thought it was a really good game. Uh Overall, Killian again was just immense, ninety-seven point six percent safe percentage. Um, so he's really sort of kicking on now. Um, the refs missed maybe a, a couple of calls. I think there was one that said to you. I think it was uh, it was the one Matty Rowe. I think sort of skating through between two Belfast players, and he sort of gets pulled down in, in front of the ref, and, and nothing was called, but. Um, before that, there was a penalty on on Liam Reddick, and he uh, had a penalty shot, and and Killian had saved that uh, as well. So that only helped with his confidence as well. Yeah, Killian saves is becoming a bit of a bit of a common common phrase at the moment, isn't it? Just yeah. just getting getting in the way of everything. He's almost due a howler. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and we're gonna we're gonna jinx that of course. Um, he's yeah. definitely he's looking more like the the kind of goalie that, that we need uh, and have been needing for a for a few years definitely. Um, but just o- overall, it was just it was a really impressive one. Uh, thought the team really stuck well together as a unit. Matthew um, Watt, I think, to puck to the head as well at the start of the second. Period, and that's when they get their goal, and he was off the ice. But, right. uh, but he came back out. I think he was back out so halfway through that that second period. Anyway, I don't think it was too serious, but it looked kind of looked like one of those ones that may have been a bad one. But, right. Yeah. Um, Obviously. And I think yeah. just fi- just finally, um, Chad Rowe. Um, like I said to you earlier on, he's. Uh, Finally, finally, looks like we've found a, a replacement for Matt Keith, and that's big. That is a big thing. And and when you say that, what do you mean in, in terms of? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say in terms right, of Alex. Right. But um, what what do you, what do you mean by that? Uh, the way he plays. I think the way he plays, he's a presence in the ice. He sort of looks uh, kind of imposing, and even just sort of some of the movements uh, as well, he's kind of skating, it's quite similar uh, at times, so. What um, what height is he, out of interest? He didn't, he doesn't immediately strike me as an imposing, as an imposing guy, but I think um, even if you get that respect, and uh, there's just, there's just some players like that, he's 5'11". No, I was going to guess about six flat, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you'd have been close. 
higher nonsense. But yeah, so but I, I know what you mean. Uh, the way the way he's sort of playing and brings a bit of composure, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right to it. Yeah, um, I think that's a, a that's leader, cool. a, probably a leader without without a C's, obviously an assistant captain and got a lot of experience. Yeah. So so that as well could mm-hmm. be could be thought to be similar. Um, but no, I, I know what you mean, and that's that's what we want because um, when you you looked at him coming in, you thought this is he's going to be a top signing. But the the caveats of all the previous so called marquee signings that we've made, you were sort of you were worried, maybe slightly, that it wouldn't turn out. But at the moment, he's really doing the business. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um... Uh, but again, you could sort of pinpoint anybody in that game and, and sort of wax lyrical about them. But um, Latimer's kind of he's starting to settle down a, a wee bit now as well. Um, he was he kept the puck well and sort of played that around the boards a few times, which is kind of what we what we'd seen with with Jared Hansen last year. Yeah. Um, so he was good. Tansky was just kind of all over the place, all over the ice. <laughs> Yeah. In a good way. He yeah, was usually, yeah. all over the place in a good way. Did he, uh, was it um, Sunday when he got the, oh no, in fact it was Saturday he got what he thought was the overtime winner. Did you see that? All right, no. And then, but I think the buzzer had gone. So uh, he'd, right. he'd gone for a huge celebration. Obviously mm. thinking the game was done, but the, the buzzer had gone, so that was a bit of a shame, but he always seems to pop up with a, a good wee empty net goal. Him and Haywood, because they're, they're always they're always out there for the, you know, when the the other teams pulled the goalie. So yeah, led time as well. They're, they're the guys one. that are that are top candidates for the empty net goals. Yeah, it was a tough one to take. Tansky's one was kind of up against the boards, and he was getting pressure from from both sides. So uh, took it really well. Yeah, takes the pressure right off in the arena as well. I'm guessing right. the atmosphere was excellent again. Yeah, probably even probably even better than the Fife game. Uh, at times, um, yeah, really impressive atmosphere. Yeah, I think when there's there's a feeling that the teams can do something really good, then it, it rubs off on the fans and stuff. And performances are getting the fans excited and the fans are helping the players so it's it's working well at the moment obviously um, so all those results lead to Clan being top of the, the league table just briefly in the cup we, we managed to get through in, in second place so we'll find out who we play once the rest of, of those those games are done Um I suppose you never know. We we could go and win the Challenge Cup, and we've we've already written off. Um, but if it's another game, it's another game you want to win. That would be my my thinking on it at the moment. Uh, you want to keep the streak going, but league wise, top of the league with twelve points from seven games, closely followed by Cardiff and Sheffield on ten. Um, but given the the start of the this the season that we have been away from home and stuff, uh, only really having played, well only now having played one home league game, 
Uh, you couldn't really ask for much more. No, absolutely not. Um, we've now got more points than the Edinburgh Capitals did in the last season. <laughs> in the Good start. Uh, they, they finished on 11 points, I think. Um, actually, sorry, just quickly I wanted to mention, uh, I think they've maybe, maybe sorted the pegs. That would be good. Because uh, there was no there was no issues of no against Belfast. And uh, I'd seen them kind of drilling down after the second period. So I don't know if they've got new pegs. Or Maybe. They obviously ca- caused an issue. Uh, uh, with the, the massive delay, delay that you'd said the week before. Um, yeah. And, and in the past when Fife have played this, there have been issues with Owen and the pegs. Um, obviously Colleen and McLaughlin will be used to tower pegs so you would likely not see it as much but um, mm-hmm. you know it's it's pretty annoying and it I think in the in the Fife game Rowe had a goal disallowed for that very reason Morrison had pushed the po- the back post off um, yeah and that that was a, an equaliser that was disallowed for that reason. So you want to avoid any of that. And, uh, you know, if we can get that sorted, then well, we've, we've talked about it for every season. But uh, it's just it's just annoying. Yeah, and obviously if the fans react to it uh, every time as well, which... Which can get annoying. Which can get annoying. But um, definitely on some deal with it, the atmosphere is... That was was brilliant. I think it was just over two and a half thousand uh, there on Sunday for like a half four face off on a Sunday when Scotland were playing. That's pretty good. It's a good, very good crowd, yeah. Very good. Hopefully, more of the same. If not, I would like to think more this Sunday. Um. Yeah, potentially. And this Sunday, leading on. Uh, only one game this weekend and uh, we're playing Coventry Blaze and it is, it is a half four Sunday puck drop um, with only one game this weekend I am confident if not slightly cautious going into that one um, but I mean we've got to we've got to beat this this franchise record, I think eight in a row equaled the, the club record for wins, and we've we've got to make this nine, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think you know because of just the one game this weekend, and yeah, hopefully that will that will work in our favour as well. Yeah, Coventry coming in will be the first time. First time that we've seen them. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other teams we've not yet played. Guildford. We've not played yet. Uh, yeah. I think they're the only only two teams we've not played. I'm not mistaken, but um you know, co- looking at uh, Coventry themselves, they've they've got a few a few dangerous players, none more so than Evan Bludoff, who always seems to have some impact on games against us. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see this time. We've got a, 
we got a decent net minder now, so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just looking at, at Coventry's stats. Seven games played, three wins. Um, they're averaging 2.86 goals for and 3.4 goals against. So hopefully we can increase the goals against average. Um, but unlike us, they are actually... They've actually taken more shots than they've conceded. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably go into that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd written down also Lacken and Curran and Corcoran as another few guys to to keep an eye on. Um, but I'd like to think that even even with them uh, having those guys, they'll be coming off a game the night before, um, and we'll we'll be full of confidence. There'll be absolutely no excuse for us not to be come out there flying against them. Yeah, I would like to think so. Um, I think they played Dundee on the Saturday. Um, so they're doing the, doing the Scotland trip uh, this time, this weekend. So, And yeah, only one game for us, so we should be tip-top shape um, for that one. I can hopefully see us getting getting our nine wins in a row for a new, a new record. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I don't obviously want to jinx it, but um, I'd like to think we can do it. I'm more confident than I would be going against a, uh, a Belfast or a, or a Sheffield, but actually at the moment um, we can we can definitely beat anybody, so top of the league for a reason, so let's, let's continue that. <laughs> On to the... Uh, well, before, before we do the the prediction stuff. I'm just going to touch on a couple of points I'd written down about Clan so far, um, and Go sort of anomalies about a top of the league team. Um, well, not anomalies yet, but first thing we've already basically mentioned it, but we've had no Becca for what uh, five or six games now. Um, he's got to come back in. He'll make a difference. Um, if he's if he's fit, does he come straight back in? Yeah, I think so. It's, I think he... it's actually a ridiculous question to be honest, <laughs> when you think how well he's done. But you know <laughs> what I mean. Do we play with one match? <laughs> yeah, he obviously obviously will come back in. I just mean with the the lines performing as, as, as well as they have done. Um, you would suspect he would. He would come back uh, in for probably Ledhammer. Uh, yeah, I think maybe Ledhammer might might drop out of the. And Ledhammer would yeah. would then move down to. Potent- well, you don't know the the way Tansky, Peacock, and Haywood have been playing. Ledhammer would maybe go out with Musel and Howlett. Um, because you've, you've got Laporte, Rowe, and Bierum doing so well. I just yeah, mean I, I mean the better thing from a, yeah. a disruption point of view. Yeah, I know. I, I don't want to touch the line with uh, where Vieira and Laporte on it because that's been really good. No, um, and I don't think I don't think Fitzy will either. No, I, I don't think so. Um, but then Becca, you know, Becca is one of your one of your top guys. So um, you know, it's a I suppose it's a it's a nice headache for for Fitzy to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely hoping that he's he's back in, and I think 
I don't think it'll affect us in a bad way uh, at all. So um wanna see him back in and then we'll have you know our full full quota of players, which is good. I always wanna be able to do the, the four lines properly, that'll help. Um especially against Coventry or tend to, to be more of a three line team or three and a half type thing. Yeah. Um we mentioned uh, Bierum, but he is he is our top top point scorer at the moment. Eight points from seven games. Um, I think we, oh, we that that's even probably surprised us. I would say I, I wouldn't have thought he would be the team team leader in points, but um, league wise, he is anyway. I think it's Matu in the cup, but yeah, Bierum Bierum doing really well, and and it, it's showing on the scoring charts. Yeah, but I think you know there's um, everybody's kind of pulling their weight um, when it's when it comes to the score. And I think Bierum's on on eight points, but I think you know Matthew Ryan, uh, Scott Pitt, Chad Rowe, uh, even Becker before he got injured were all averaging a point a game. Um, and you've got Nolan Laporte, uh, you know, uh, Puffal and uh, Peacock as well. Have yeah, um, not that far behind. So. Uh, you know, good to see the, the scoring coming from all over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, goalies wise, we've talked talked a lot about Colleen, uh, so wouldn't really spend too much more other than uh, really impressed with the way he started. He's second only to Shane Owen with ninety three point three nine save percentage and two point two six goals against. Um, the the main the main standout stat there is <laughs> is really the uh, the shots against. I think he's faced second most shots against behind Alex Leclerc, um, and for a for a team who is top of the league, I have to say it is a bit of a surprise to see is facing the most the most shots by. Well, out of the out of the top teams yeah. by by quite a quite a lot. I think if we're looking to pick a negative, and we always seem to, but we'll keep it very short in this episode. But um, we've said before, you probably want to tighten that up a wee bit. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. I would yeah, I would say so. Uh, McLean's face was two hundred forty-two shots. Um, and like you said, he's second to Shane Owen. But Shane Owen's only faced 98 shots, so, um, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll maybe see. And, and obviously Belfast haven't played as many games. Yeah, three games in the league as us. So, uh, yeah, maybe once it's it's kind of evened out a wee bit, we'll, we'll start to see. Um, we'll start to see a wee bit. Yeah. More yeah. sort of parity. Absolutely. See. And, and you, you've got other guys who are. Uh, potentially would want to finish above clean like um, Bounds and even we talked about Jamie Phillips coming in uh, they're both sitting below 90% at the moment um, where's, um, where's the best goalie in the league? he is 92.5% uh, he's okay, sitting, so that's pretty good yeah. he's sitting 5th uh, having 229 shots against um, 2.47 goals against so 
he's doing pretty well. Um, and yeah. then the, the wee man I tipped to be terrible, Alex Leclerc. Um, he is struggling a bit on eighty six percent, but actually, seeing some of his performances on highlights, mm. the Dundee defence has been very very bad in league play and actually he's not at all the problem he's actually been pretty good so um, yeah. I think the, the thing about Dundee is at the moment that they're they're dangerous going forward in fact it's summarised by that 8-6 game against Cardiff <laughs> yeah. dangerous going forward but just very yeah. poor at the back so um, but unfortunate for him but um, the, other, the other last thing I wanted to say was that um, the penalty penalty killing power play percentages are not great for us, again for a top of the league team um, when we're going through the games there we seem to read out a lot of power play goals but um, we're sitting under 13% um, which doesn't indicate a great power play so we're obviously getting a lot of chances and looking alright on it but not converting as much but maybe the timely goal is more important than quantity yeah I think well I can only really speak for the games that I've been at but um, particularly the game against Belfast even when we were on the power play uh, it didn't seem as if we were um, so that's obviously not not that great and you, you want the power play conversion percentage to be probably about double that um, than what we've got just now so uh, maybe something to, to work on there but I'm, I'm sure Fitzy will be yeah definitely um, Coventry have got a kind of fairly similar power play percentage for the weekend um, but they're actually sitting on 90 just over 91% penalty kill um, so I think uh, that'll be one that the special teams will be quite important at the weekend Um mm-hmm. Hopefully get get a couple of goals in past Phillips. So, uh, do you want to do a, a run-through of weekend predictions then? Let's go for it. Um, firstly, league, I suppose. Uh, actually, have we got, got any Challenge Cup games this weekend? There are. Right, let's do... Let's just do them in chronological order because there's a game on Wednesday Sheffield are playing Fife on Wednesday night do you see that one going? Uh, another 10-3 <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> that, what, was, what was that all about? Uh, I think that's just one of those games that they'll they'll forget about but to concede concede 10 goals at home is pretty unacceptable given that you've only scored three. You know, at least if it was 10-9 or something, then uh, it's fairly close. But only, t- only, two, only two of Sheffield's goals are power play goals as well, so they don't even have that excuse. Um, and goals are sort of coming from, from all over the place in Sheffield, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Valorant. Tyler, Valorant, yeah, obviously. He's on fire yeah. at the moment. Um, Connolly getting a couple, I think, over the weekend as well, so... Yeah, I don't think he'd, he'd kind of went a bit a bit quiet uh, in terms of goals recently, but yeah, starting to pick up again. Yeah. Um. So you so you're saying you're saying ten three there. 
I'm going to, well, I'll say, I'll say 8 1. <laughs> that yeah. is. Same, same differential. Okay, but. interesting. Uh, I think Sheffield will win that one, um, but it will be a lot tighter than 10 3. Um, I'm going to go 4 2. Okay. 4 2 Sheffield. Um, we then move on to the Friday when there is a Challenge Cup game, Manchester against Sheffield. I don't know what implications that will have. I don't know if Manchester are already out. Uh, I will tell you. And if that's and the case... They, well, they are bottom, but they've only played three games. No, okay. This is the this is the mental format, isn't it? So actually, it's yeah. totally this is the one where you can finish bottom, but you still get a game or some shit like that. So it's pretty meaningless. But other than trying to just get wins on the board, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Strange. I mean, Manchester got a tough weekend coming up, so um, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna pick Sheffield. Yeah. I think I agree there. Um, on to Saturday, Dundee face Coventry. Um, that could be a, that's it's a tight one. That's a tight one. That could go over thing. Uh, in which case Dundee will lose. So Coventry for me. <laughs> I'm picking Dundee there. I think that, I think offensively they're just a wee bit. Although Coventry I haven't really they don't really concede loads of goals. Mm. But um yeah, I think Dundee have been scoring quite a lot, although they've not not been great, it's pretty hot and cold. I think they'll I think they'll bounce back the win there. Um Cardiff Nottingham. It's gotta be Cardiff Nottingham have lost eight in the bounce, so Yeah, it's really bad form. Uh a couple of a couple of guys have left there actually and actually that, that reminds me that um, we've obviously had Martin St-Pierre leaving Sheffield uh, who was yeah. you know a, a, a big a huge name coming in mm. uh, and his, his contract wasn't extended, nobody really knew that it was a, a temporary thing I don't think but um, that is a weird weird scenario. Chad Chad Rowe winning the, the battle of the, the CVs <laughs> there between those two. We knew that anyway. We did, we did know that, yeah. They, they did bring in um, Lucas Sandstrom from Sweden and then they've since also brought in two other D-men. Um, so they're not, they're not shy to make changes, Sheffield, that is one thing. No, um, we know that about uh, not one for, for hanging on to players that aren't performing so um, they will make changes if, if need be and, and bring in guys that uh, have a decent CV and a good a good track record and Nottingham as you mentioned there uh, Alex Loiseau Loiseau whatever you want to pronounce it retiring and then Jacobs getting released so changes there for them um, but nobody in no DNS yet, as far as I know. So uh, there's absolutely no way I see them 
getting anything from either Saturday or Sunday against Cardiff, to be honest. No, I agree. It's, 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 it's not the team you want to play when you're, you're down there. Oh, no. Um, so I'll pick Cardiff in both of those games, to be honest. Um, yeah. Belfast, Manchester. A wee doubleheader Saturday, Sunday. Yep, yeah. so it is. Belfast at home, so they'll be pleased about that. Yeah, Belfast at home, so they'll win. <laughs> yeah. Twice, I think. Yeah, I think they won twice as well. Um, Manchester struggling to, to get anything going. I think if Manchester managed to to get anything from those games, then it might spark them into life a wee bit, but I can't see it. Um, mm. Fife against Guildford. That's a doubleheader there as well. Home and away type affair. Yeah, um, I think that'll be a split series, and I think I'll take Fife for the for the home win uh, on the Saturday and then Guildford on the Sunday yeah I think I'll actually agree there um, I'm pretty sure last year Fife had a, an excellent record against Guildford um, if only we could we could do a wee bit of that uh, kind of not sure what to think for the first time we play Guildford but we'll see uh, yeah. But yeah I'll agree I think Fife then Guildford split that Um and the only other one is uh, Sheffield Dundee on Sunday. Um, it's going to have to be Sheffield again. Uh, yeah, that that's got just, potential to be an eight all. Yeah, potentially. Um, and obviously, well, did Pasha get his first win in Sheffield last season? But <laughs> I think so. I yeah. just, I just think for me, I just think Sheffield are. Gonna be too strong there. Um, yeah, we know how good Dundee are going forward, but um, Sheffield are, are equally, uh, if not better, um, scoring goals recently, and uh, Dundee are probably a bit poorer at the back. So um, I would take Sheffield there. Yeah, I think so. Sheffield certainly starting to pick up a wee bit after a, wee, uh, a bit of a slow start. So um, hard to disagree there that they're going to win that. Um, so uh, I've not got any other hockey notes have you? Um, just quickly say thanks to to those that, that commented uh, on our post on Twitter um, as well just quickly go through them we've probably touched on uh, most of the points already but um, David Herr had said he's looking forward to listening to it well Glad Sundays, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a lie there. He's going to enjoy listening to the uh, View from the Bridge uh, podcast as well. So, never actually listened to that podcast, but I'm guessing they'll be in full meltdown mode. Uh, yeah, they probably probably won't be too happy um, with the results of the weekend. Just looking at uh, they they lost four 0 there in the. Champions Hockey League game, um, mm. and I know they, they couldn't go through. Yeah. But uh, that's a that's a tough place to go actually. So in the end, four nils actually not. Not really, not really much shame in that. I don't think. Um, no. Cardiff starting soon. I've got that one recording. I think they can still go through, although they are playing Fralinda, which is going to be mm. an almost impossible task. But. It's a isn't it? 
Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. So interesting to see Frelunda. Always a chance. Um, definitely always a chance. Um, uh, Tanya yeah. said, uh, said before, say again, I have to give Fitzy some credit. Um, I guess we've not really spoke about that. Um, we've kind of touched on it, but uh, definitely he's, he's, he's had a, pr- a pretty good start, I would have to say. Uh, she goes on to say, his first time as a coach, uh, and he's matching records of coaches uh, with you know many years' experience. Um, a lot of people have doubted him, probably including us. Um, yeah. But you know, it's good that he's he's proven proven everybody wrong. Uh, Colleen Wa, Rose Springer, uh, and Bierum all standing out. Um, Can't really yeah. disagree with any of that. No, definitely not. Definitely not. What What is Springer's somebody I've not really seen too much of, obviously. Um, you've seen the two two recent home games. Um, what's, mm. he, what's he been like there? Pretty solid? Pretty solid, yeah. Um, like he's he's kind of cut out the mistakes that he was making at the start of the year. Um, still, I, I think he made maybe one or two mistakes against Belfast, but he, he made up for it. He, he got back and, and won the puck back, so that was uh, that was good to see. Uh, I think overall he's um, becoming more composed. Uh, I will say, just in general, that you know, sort of being on the puck and uh, and off it as well, which is which is good to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, as as all the rest of them are when you're playing a a winning confident team, then it, it makes it a wee bit easier. Um, mm. Not playing with as much pressure, I don't think, to make the mistakes. Um, mm. A wee bit of freedom to. The defence, I think, are given probably some more freedom to make trickier plays and stuff. Guys like uh, Earhart and Haywood, who are sort of potentially more forward thinking, but um, things just work better when you're you're doing well. Yeah, um, and then finally Neil Hewitson just finishes off. Uh, it's uh, echoed the the same kind of things about Springer. Uh, seeing he's a quality D man, he's done a solid job uh, keeping his composure against teams. He's had his doubts about him, but glad he was wrong. Um, Fitzy and Becker as a coaching team in the first year, um, three thumbs up. Um, don't know where you're getting three th- thumbs from. <laughs> True, that is an issue. That's the only issue with that tweet, Neil. Just <laughs> a wee shy joke. Um, but, um, but yeah, just overall, the whole team uh, kind of buying in um, and performing to, to the coach's plan. So that's um, obviously, I mean, and we're kind of running on a wee bit, but um, maybe next week we'll talk, talk a bit more about Fitzy and, and the D as a whole as well. Yeah. As, as, we, we might talk about them more if Sunday's a disaster but yeah hope, hopefully in a positive way that, that would be good um, obviously don't want to as you said go on too long people will probably be bored by now but um, all looking good and buzzing for Sunday I think indeed I'll uh, most likely be there you going Sunday um, not sure yet not sure right um, well if if anybody, if anybody wants uh, 
some positive news it's that at least one of us will be going on Sunday so you'll get a live account of these games <laughs> unlike some made up pish that we read yeah. and pretend that we've been there exactly apart from the ones you were obviously at that was good yeah, yeah. well I've done my best yep um, is that as good a place as any to, to end it then this week I think so yeah I would say so it's been enjoyable just like watching this team um, next week hopefully more of the same um, actually I've just, just seen there that the uh, Matt Haywood online shop for testimonial stuff's opened um, and actually I'm not sure did we mention uh, Keith coming back for the testimonial did we officially cover that no, no I don't think so that that alone is enough reason for me to go to that game Oh, definitely. When yeah. it is, I mean, I think we probably both, we both, or most people would have predicted Keith would be back, but just sort of listening to the interview and stuff, it's pretty mm-hmm. exciting that that he will be. Um, so really looking forward to that, and hopefully, um, Haywood does well from it because I think he's been great, obviously, and captain this year, and actually, captain of of a really good team, so. Long may that continue. Indeed. Alright. So, as ever, folks, cheers for turning up. Uh, Is that what I say? Feeling a bit rusty. Cheers for turning up. That's what it is. Cool. Catch you next time. Hope you all have a cracking weekend. Indeed. Speak to you soon.